Hello and welcome to another episode of Apotheosis of a Bombast. This is episode 12 and I'm one of your hosts, Scott Copperman. And with me as always is Elton McManus. Elton, how are you today? Uh, Elton? Hello? Hello? Ah, that's right. Unfortunately, Elton is not with us as always today. He's actually turning in a set of... 24-hour workdays over the Easter holiday, no less. So obviously, my heart goes out to him and his family. I know Elton would love to be with his family. would rather not be out there working like that. Um, but just like all of us, you do what you have to do. And actually, I know Elton would like to be here recording as well. We talked about a couple of things we might do. And what we actually decided was to present you guys with a special short Easter episode in which we will give you the official Apotheosis of a Bombast Easter Egg Hunt. Elton and I have each chosen six questions for you, giving you a total of 12, and we're going to invite you to go out and seek out the answers to these questions, get back to us, and the first person who can email us 12 out of 12 correct answers, uh, and I'm going to ask for an email rather than posting on our comment board because obviously your answers are public then. But the first person who can email us at bombastpodcast at gmail.com your correct answers to the 12 questions that we have here will receive a trade paperback of their choice, the special Mirror Universe continuation, what happened outside the movie saga in the Star Trek. Uh, we will also offer you um, the Death of Superman, Death and Rebirth of Superman special comic series. Or the Marvel Superhero Secret Wars trade paperback, which outlines the uh, first Marvel superheroes encounter with with the Beyonder. I know some old school comics, but I'm an old school fan, and basically if, if I'm picking the prize, <laughs> that's what it's going to be. You'll have your choice of one of those three, and I think Elton actually had something he wanted to throw in as well. So once again, we're looking for the first person who can email us 12 correct answers, to these 12 questions. And the email address is bombastpodcast at gmail.com. So while Elton's not actually here, I do have his questions, which he has graciously recorded. And despite some technical difficulties, he's been able to get them to us. So I'm going to cue that up right now and play that. And then I'll come in with questions 7 through 12. I've got six questions here coming at you like a freight train. You ready? Here we go. Number one. What was the infamous figure seen at the window during Three Men and the Baby? Number two. What's the name of the forest that a UFO allegedly landed in in East Anglia, England? Question number three. What are the odds of successfully navigating an asteroid field? Number four for all the sports fans. How many laps were completed in the shortest Grand Prix ever? Number five. What is the name given to the equation which estimates the number of extraterrestrial civilizations in our galaxy which we may come in contact with? And number six. Which superhero is mentioned in the song One to Another by the Charlatans? Thank you very much. I'm sure they're very, very hard. And they'll take you a long time to work out. But enough from me. See you later. That's terrific that we got that from Elton. I'm going to continue with question number seven. Question seven is, on March 11th, 
the Chicago Sun-Times, which is a newspaper here in the United States, in their horoscope section, advised people of one particular astrological sign that it was, quote, a great day to schmooze. So <laughs> what astrological sign was advised? It's a great day to schmooze on March 11th by the Chicago Sun-Times. Question 8. The American comedian Jim Gaffigan has a stand-up routine where he talks about Hot Pockets. While talking about the jingle for the Hot Pockets and what a great jingle it is, he asserts that the Hot Pockets jingle was probably invented by the same guy who invented a jingle for what deodorant? Question 9. There's an urban legend that has spread through the internet about the September 11th plane crashes here in America. And this urban legend says that if you take the flight number or the aircraft number from one of the planes used in the attacks and you use a particular font on the computer, you get this message that shows an airplane and, and two buildings and the skull and crossbones and then a star of David. And this is supposed to somehow suggest that September 11th attacks were coordinated to such a high extent and there was a message there that everyone should have seen and blah, blah, blah. So my question to you here in question nine is what is that number or that flight number or that aircraft number that is supposed to be entered into this font to get this secret message? Question 10. There's a United States television show from back when I was younger which featured a robot known as The Robots. What is that television show? Question 11. I'm a big fan of Penn and Teller, the comedian-magician duo. They have this magic trick that they kind of advise you to do. And they tell you, you know, go through the trick and do this and then make a mistake. It's a card trick. You're going to predict the guy's card. And you go through and you say, pull out the four diamonds or something and you say, is this your card? And you're wrong. That's not the right card. But it's all planned all ahead of time. And what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to take your friend to the cemetery where Penn and Teller have purchased this headstone and they've got it in the ground near Stan Laurel's grave. And on the headstone, all it says is, is this your card? And then there's a card engraved into the headstone. No name, nothing else like that. Obviously, for the trick to work, you have to live near the cemetery. <laughs> but uh, my question for you is, what is that card that's on that tombstone? And finally, that brings us to question 12. And question 12 is going to be about Godzilla. In the movie Godzilla Final Wars, the traditional Japanese Godzilla ends up doing battle with Gino, Godzilla name only, also known as Zilla. It's the American Godzilla who was in the Matthew Broderick film. So you got the Japanese Godzilla fighting the American Godzilla. So my question for you, question 12 is, where does this battle between the Matthew Broderick Godzilla wannabe and the real Godzilla take place? So those are our 12 questions. I'm actually not going to repeat them for a variety of reasons. Um, you can just go back and listen through on your iPod or MP3 player or Zune or whatever it is you listen to. Hassan. But I do hope you guys will take part in the first annual Apotheosis of a Bombast Easter Egg Hunt. Send us your answers to those 12 questions. We do have the answers. We do have prizes on hand. And we'd definitely like to give them out to you guys. Before I sign off for the day, we do have one other segment here. A little interview with a uh, special guest who popped in when I was recording yesterday. I should say this guest is available to make appearances on other shows. But I'll just kind of leave it at that for now. And I'll be back to wrap up the show. All right, so since I don't have Elton with me this week, I have a special guest. And my special guest is my son, Jay. Hi, everyone. I'm Jay. So Jay is home from school today because there's the Easter holiday, so he has no school Tuesday, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, obviously, Monday, and Tuesday. 
So he's around, and that's why we're on the microphone and computer instead of actually doing work, both of us. So, Jay, a lot of the people listening to the show are fans of all different kinds of things. They like Star Trek. They like Star Wars. Like, what are some of the things you like? I like Star Wars, Godzilla, um, Pokemon, Star Trek. Basically, I really like action. I really like when... There's a lot of explosions, destruction, and action. I think you just made a whole bunch of friends when you just said that, Jay. <laughs> so Godzilla, let's start with that. What did, you know? Do you like um, the old Godzilla or that new Godzilla or what's what's your favorite Godzillas? I like. Um, I really like like the. I don't like the one from U, the USA. The one that looks like uh, the. The one that looks, how the one from USA looks as much as the one from Japan looks. Because um, the one from Japan, it looks more like a monster than an oversized lizard. I agree. I don't really like the American Godzilla as much. Or a dinosaur that is in the present. Because that really won't doesn't make sense. So, what do you like about Godzilla? Like, what's your what's your favorite Godzilla versus or Godzilla movie? Godzilla Final Wars because it has all the action and it's kind of funny, and but mostly it's really actiony and it really shows pretty much all the monsters. Yeah, it does. So, have. so like, if you really don't know very many of the Godzilla monsters except for Godzilla, Mechagodzilla, that would be a good one to watch because it pretty much shows every monster. Yeah, well, remember, we also have Destroy All Monsters. We have a couple of the Godzilla... We have a lot of Godzilla movies, but we have a couple of them that have a lot of different ones. Do you remember the one where they're on Monster Island and there's Minya, the little baby Godzilla? Oh, yeah. That was um, that was also in Space Godzilla. That was kind of the first target in Godzilla <laughs> versus Space Godzilla. That should have been the first target. Nobody likes Minya. He's that, remember him? He would, like, talk yeah. to that little boy. Yeah, he does the smoke things, and for some, well, I know what I don't get. What? It looked like in Destroy All Monsters, it looked like it was actually choking King Ghidorah. It looked like the smoke ring was actually choking oh, him. Oh, the little Minya smoke? Well, yeah, it was right. odd. Now, in Destroy All Monsters, no, I'm sorry, in Space Godzilla, Minya, he's not the one that actually turns into the new Godzilla, is he? No, that's in Godzilla versus Destroyer. That's destroy um okay like the the one godzilla dies yeah and the little godzilla mutates to be the new godzilla mm-hmm. but what, that's not is that minya who turns into that or is that um, like that's little godzilla little godzilla okay we'll have to sit down and have a good godzilla marathon yes all right well what about the godzilla cartoons the one with godzuki do you yeah. like those oh uh, that's that's funny too because um, i watched one and and the guy's like can you go any faster because there's like a monster chasing him, and the uh, the driver's like, if I drop if I drop two hundred pounds of cargo off, mm. and it, and, they, and then I looked at the guy, and it looks like that he weighed somewhere around two hundred pounds. Probably. So that was kind of funny. Yeah, you know, the the people who are my age who watch that, well, they remember it from when they're little. But I I thought that Godzilla cartoon was neat. It had good monsters in it. Good monster versus Godzilla scenes. I thought it was kind of silly that they would uh, call up Godzilla with, like, the little sonar thing. Yeah. Like, he was their pet. So there's that other DVD with the other – the American Godzilla in it. 
it's a cartoon and it's kind of like Final Wars and Destroy All Monsters. And in that movie, the aliens came and they controlled all the soldiers and they controlled one of the scientists and they controlled uh, a bunch of the monsters, but they couldn't control Godzilla, right? Yeah, and it kind of went the same with Final Wars because like, there was like a bunch of mutant people and then there's one mutant... Like, like, they can control all the monsters except for Godzilla because, like, he really can't be controlled. I remember one thing. They showed a map, and, like, it had, like, he had, like, two brains, kind of, or, like, some, he had, like, two or something when they were looking at, like, a map of his organs. Mm. And they could control all the monsters except for Godzilla. And then in, this, in, in Final Wars, um, they can control, like, all, all these mutants except for one and it because that one's kind of different and like he's not really and like when he's like facing his friends he's like when he's training he really doesn't want to like try to hurt them when that's what he's supposed to do but then when he realizes that they're being controlled that's much easier for him to like kick their butts well, that makes sense. But so that was a example of that American Godzilla cartoon, and we kind of like that almost better than the movie, right? Because we like when it's monsters versus monsters. Yes. I really like monster action. So do you like um, the Mecha Godzilla and Mogera? Um, I like, I kind of like Mogera because he has all the, like, cool qualities. And I remember one of them, one of the Mecha Godzillas that was controlled by um, the by, like, the human Japanese people to try to stop Godzilla. He kind of, like, can, like, transform into, like, a digging robot, and it has, like, a bunch of the qualities with... I have an action figure, and it kind of has, like, a chainsaw back, three Mm -hmm. blades in the back. That's kind of cool. And then in one of the Mechagodzillas that was controlled by the Japanese human people to stop um, Godzilla, like, it had a plasma grenade, and... I really kind of didn't get that because it wasn't even a it wasn't even cheap like a grenade. It was more like a blast. So that kind of got me a little confused. Hmm. But I'm like, what plasma grenade? There's no go- there's no actually actual grenade. <laughs> it's it's like a blast of like plasma beam stuff. Yeah. So the name kind of threw me off a little. Like when it's like fire the plasma grenade, I'm like, and then like they fire and I'm like, where's the plasma grenade? So I like I like Mogera. I think Mogera is pretty cool, and and I thought it was it's got cool armor and, and features and weapons. But there's that one movie where Mecha Godzilla has the fake Godzilla outside. Oh, yeah, and then he like rips Angiris's jaw off. So it's kind of like oh. you haven't seen the Terminator movie yet, Mm-mm. but that's um, that's kind of the Terminator is this robot from the future that that comes back to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. He looks like a robot skeleton kind of underneath all make-believe skin and muscle and stuff and so as he's he's indestructible but as they shoot him like the skin goes away it's the robot body that that can't be stopped so it's the same kind of thing with mecha godzilla and like during the movie like um because like all this fire was going on and like there was like an oil spill and then that caught on fire and that Mechagodzilla was right by the oil. And then, like, like you could start to see, like, there was, like, like a really light light. And then the skin just started to, like, fade away. And then you actually see it's a robot. It's a robot underneath. I kind of like Jake 
jaguar because like because like with the shrinking and growing and also that like when like when you see him he's like yeah yeah and it looks like a ninja and it starts running at the guy and then starts punching and kicking that's kind of funny that's it's pretty like, cool yeah, yeah. And he like does like some ninja poses and then start and then runs and starts the kicking all right yeah i know what you mean we'll have to watch all that stuff again and you know what, Jay? I think Elton is going to uh, really want to be a part of, of some of these conversations. We'll have to save some of this for later. So, Jay, is there anything else you want to say to the fans before we go? Actually, that I have just one thing to say to Jacob and Mandy. Is Godzilla a nerd hurdle for you guys? Let me know. All right. Well, I have a feeling that we'll be getting some answers from Jacob and Mandy on that, Jay. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. What's, what's so funny? <laughs> Nothing. It just sounds funny. So which part? Um, like the nerd hurdle part. I don't even know what that means. Kind of, <laughs> it sounds funny. Well, now I'm sure you're going to get an answer back. Thank you for visiting with us today, Jay. Okay. Bye. So that's going to bring us to the end of episode 12, the special mini Easter egg edition of Apotheosis of a Bombast. We've got 12 questions we're challenging you to go out there and find the answers for. Please send your answers to Bombast Podcast at gmail.com that's bombastpodcast at gmail.com we'll set a deadline of about three weeks from now we'll make it May 6th we're hoping that someone can get us the answers to all 12 questions fairly quickly because we'd like to award the person who can get it to us first but if somehow we go the full three weeks and we don't get anyone getting all the answers uh, we'll take a look at what the next best is and maybe we'll award the prizes to someone who's gotten 10 or 11 we'll have to take a look But please do do your best. Give it a shot. We're hoping that it worked out for you guys. I'm really disappointed that I wasn't able to have uh, some time to talk with Elton this week. But we'll be back next week with our usual episode. Uh, I know my son was thrilled to be able to make a little appearance here. And that's pretty much it. So have a great Easter, everyone. Or if you don't celebrate Easter, just enjoy the start of a beautiful spring. I know here where we live, it's finally starting to get warm. And we'll talk to you guys next week. So thank you again. Bye. When that, like when you said nerd hurdle, I was kind of picturing a nerd bending down on his knees, looking like a hurdle, and then a check check guy jumping over him. And like it's like I'm like, okay, that's odd. That's yeah, and kind of funny. Because <laughs> right. I don't think a nerd would actually want to do that. Or do the hurdles. Um, well, the track guy would maybe want to do the hurdles, but I don't think the nerd would actually want to be a hurdle.